0: Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. I'm here joined by two good friends of mine, Luke Steen and Jonathan Rodney. Um, And let's just go ahead and start with introductions. So, uh, Luke, tell us about
1: yourself.
2: Uh, My name is Luke Steen. I'm a pastor in Marietta, Georgia. And Jonathan,
1: my name is Jonathan. I'm a Chicago native. And a fun fact about not me, but my mom is that she used to sing for Sandy Patty. What? Get out!
0: Wait, for real? Yeah. That's so cool. Who's Sandy Patty? No, I'm just kidding. Sort of. Um, (laughs) No, thank you guys so much uh, for being on. I'm excited about this conversation. I think it's going to be good, and I I love talking with both of you. So um, I'm just really excited for this. So, um, you know, I think today's – I struggle with this one, Um, and I don't mean that as like some sort of pun, right, because struggle and doubt go hand in hand here. Uh, But I struggle with this one because this is such hard territory to walk in. And so I want to preface this conversation with, uh, to the listener, Uh, if you're listening to this and you hear any sort of awkward silence from us or some sort of, you know, wrestling with how to word things or anything like that, understand it's because we've also been there. Uh, You know, I I, I don't know where this conversation is going to go, so I don't know if any of us are currently there. Um, but it, it, this is a hard walk. And so the first thing I want to do as we, as we talk about this is if you're in a place where you're doubting, we are praying and hoping that this episode and this conversation can at least something, maybe we say something that you can resonate with or identify with or something to encourage you, but we want you to know that we're praying for you here at ECHO. Um, doubt is hard. Um, but, uh, let's, let's talk about this. Is, uh, you know, is doubt dangerous to faith, and I think uh, sometimes people will ask questions and we'll tell them no don't ask that question or uh, we'll say you can ask that question as long as you your answer is what we want it to be uh, and, and so we've got this skewed view of how to deal with doubt so you know is doubt dangerous to faith and 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 how do we wrestle with doubt I think is what we're going to talk about today so uh, you know let's let's start personal here uh what's a time that you've what's a doubt you've wrestled with or maybe you're wrestling with right now and, and how did you get through it or how are you getting getting through it? This is hard. So have fun with it. Thanks. I can open if you want. It's fine. This is what I love about podcasts, this is just informal <laughs> conversation. It's pretty great. Do you do you have something?
1: I have something. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Um so I was an a pseudo missionary in Pompeii. Um quite a few years ago, 2013 to 14 school year. And a doubt that I had when I was there was, is God even real? Or is he even, and if he is, is he even with me, like, mm. on that island? Um, I went through a lot of um, disconnects with, with several individuals on the island. Um, and I that I've never been, I had never experienced that. You know, everywhere I go, I felt like, you know, I can be friends with the people who I'm with, um, or the, you know, whatever. But that was a big thing for me. And then I wasn't finding my purpose there. And so I was like, well, why am I here mm-hmm. if there's no reason for me to be here? Um, which was a crazy thing because, you know, I had done mission work, um, at my, like through my academy, we went to Nicaragua, um and I really wanted to like keep doing mission work. So that's why I went on this mission trip. But then I was like, wow, I don't feel why, like, you know, why I was there, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing that I did struggle with when mm. I was, when I was a, huge. a student missionary, you know? Yeah.
0: No, thank you for sharing that. I, yeah. Right. You're going where you feel called to be and you get there and you wonder like, wait, was I called? Right. right. Like that's, that's a big question, uh, especially when things don't go the way that you expected them. So, yeah, I appreciate you uh, you sharing that. Luke, what about you?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, I'm so doubtful of so many things that it's just like almost like where I want to, you to know we're still friends. Where to begin? Don't doubt oh, our friendship. Okay. Minus one. All right. All right cool. Good. We're good. Um, no, like, I mean, I remember, I mean, I I'd, I'd just become a follower of Jesus. I got baptized in August and then like... Three weeks later, I'm showing up to Southern to enter classes, right? Wow, As yeah. a theology major tr- to go into ministry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like legit just become a yeah. Christian. Um, I mean i I had one Bible verse memorized. Like, I could not couldn't tell you anything about like most of the Bible. It was it was just reckless probably um but i am from texas so and we're you're pastoring now so it, yeah it, it worked, worked out right i mean god is good um but i remember like getting here and uh and being in a in a class or getting to southern and and being to being in a class where we're talking and and i mean these people are pulling from i don't even know how they have so much knowledge and i'm just like man wait a second like what like was everything that i just went through like a big hoax like mm. Or was that legit, right? Like, was my yeah. conversion serious? Like, does is God really there? Um, wait, is God re- like all of a sudden I'm I'm now like fully doubtful of everything, and I've just committed to going to a college to study to become a pastor, where people are literally going to look at me as if I like know God on a better level than yeah. them, hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm in the wrong place. Um, and, and I mean, like, dude, I struggle with that. Like every, like all through all four years, I mean, I mean, my entire degree, there was not one semester where I didn't have the initial thought of, wait a second. Like, did I just go crazy for, did I have an early midlife crisis Hmm. or like, is there something here? Yeah. Um, and thankfully like God, I mean, God's, God's been faithful where he's never let it like happen for a long time. Uh, I mean, like, I think the worst was I had one happen for like a solid month, wow. where I was like really like considering changing my degree and like everything, and I couldn't talk about it because I mean I was too involved in ministries on campus and, um, but uh, but I mean he's been faithful and yeah. uh, looking back on it now, I know that it just like strengthened my faith. The fact that I was willing to just be like, wait a second, is this like is this legit yeah. or is this right. fake?
0: Yeah. And I think I think that actually speaks to the confidence that we have in faith, because if you're confident enough in something, you can question it. And usually on the other end of that questioning, you'll be stronger, right? You'll have uh, better faith because of it. And I think that's huge. Um, I think for me, uh, I've had two big moments. Uh, one is an obvious one. When I was 17, my dad died of a heart attack. I had a slew of tragedies happen within about two months after that and uh potentially faced being an orphan by the time I graduated high school and uh luckily I still have my mom so I always I always sometimes forget to I always sometimes forget to end that with I still have my mom but um it you know and in that moment I the question became is God good does he care about me and that was that was hard the other time was actually in relation to my job so much like you Luke, but it was different. It was actually driven by relationships ending because I had uh, multiple relationships end in part because of the fact that I was in ministry. And you, like, it's really hard when you have multiple people whom you've trusted and, and, uh, and you've let into that part of your, of your heart and your life, when they, when they reject a certain part of you, you begin to wonder, is that part of me the problem? And so you build resentment towards it. And, and that's been a hard journey for me, even within the last five years of going, you know, is this really my calling or is this what I want to do? Because it's sabotaging so much else in my life. Have I put this before everything else? Uh, and is ministry my idol, actually? Right? And so I doubted even my own calling and my own, my own place. And I think uh, the things that, that have helped me wrestle with doubt the most, and it's always been a theme of my life since, uh, but it's been community has been surrounding myself with people that I can just be honest with, be vulnerable with, be real with. Uh people have uh people have said I don't, well, you know, what do I do when I'm angry with God? I, I feel like I shouldn't pray when I'm angry with God. I'm like what's what's worse? Shouting at God or not talking to him at all? Yeah. I'd rather I I would rather you talk to me than not talk to me at all, even if you're mad at me. And so uh, that way we can work through it together. And so, doubt worked out through community has been the way that I've had to wrestle with it. And now, my faith ultimately is stronger because of it. And so, I think to answer the first question that that I asked on this episode: is doubt dangerous? No, I really don't think it is. I think your intent going into doubt is one thing, but I don't think doubt in general is a is a dangerous thing at all. The faith.
2: No, and I, and I think it's it really the where danger comes into. Like the picture with doubt is, what do you do with your doubt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If you just kind of allow it to live, it becomes dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Just like a a disease or like a bad habit or whatever. If you allow it to just foster and all of a sudden have a ton of life, it's going to be more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas if you know what to do with your doubt or where to take your doubt, yeah. Right. And then you'll be able to eventually get through it, and then you'll have a, a more firm footing because now like now that I've been pastoring for a year and a half, I mean, in the year and a half, I haven't had those questions of, wait, like, is this is this legit? Because anytime the thought of doubt starts to come into my mind of, oh God, like, I mean, are we certain? It's even through that, right? Like, oh God, are are we certain? Mm-hmm. I learned by just reading the Psalms and seeing the psalmists express their doubt to yes. God that what he wants me to do is bring it to him so that he can reassure me Mm-hmm. So that I can recognize, no, I've got firm footing here. Yeah, and so I think it becomes dangerous when you don't do the proper thing with your doubt, which is you you allow it to just kind of sit there and whatever. Yeah, and the proper thing
0: is to interact with it, to lean into it, and and to question. I think uh, Tim Keller is a you know famous Christian author. Oh, he's huge. Uh, one of my favorites. Actually, some of his books, The Reason for God, eight and a half years ago, nine you know whatever ten years ago, I think now, um, was huge for me. Uh, In in high school, that was a big book for me. And uh, one of the the things that um, Tim Keller says is the mark of a uh, faithful person is not that they don't have doubts. It's that 10 years from now, their list of doubts looks different than their list of doubts now is that, you know, because they've worked through the old ones, and now they have new ones. Yeah. And and that's huge. Like, so th- there's never a point on this journey, and the, the implication, right, is that there's never a point on this journey of following Jesus where you don't have doubts. Doubts are a part of it. I think the only part where you might not have doubts is when we're actually with Jesus, you know, in the end of things, you know, for eternity. But until that moment, as long as we're on this earth, doubt is going to follow, Absolutely. And and I think it is something to be leaned in. So Jonathan, let me ask you, when you were on Ponve as a student missionary, what you know, what did you do to figure out the answers to those questions? How did you wrestle with them? And it's totally okay if you respond with, I'm not comfortable
1: sharing that. <laughs> no, totally I'm, fine. I'm definitely comfortable. I <clears throat> honestly I don't I don't really remember a time not trying to talk to God about the situations. Um, I was always kind of like praying, but it never felt like I was like getting anywhere. I mean, that was was just like for me in the time, like I was like, but I was still trying to like figure it out. Like I was like, God, I'm still here, but what's going on? Like, I don't get it. Um, And it was actually crazy because I didn't really find the answers to these questions that I got until maybe like three years later when I saw my students in the States And I got to like talk to them and they were like, wow, like you did this for me or like, you know, whatever. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, and yeah, like when I was in Pompeii, like there were times where I, you know, saw like God working. And so like, I was like, okay, like he's trying to show me something. Like I I see it, you know, but it wasn't really fulfilled until like they came like three years later. Wow. And so it's just like, Okay. But, you know, for me, it was just a lot of like, just trying to communicate still, like trying to, you know, stay involved. Um, Like I was, we did like a ton of ministry on Sabbaths or, you know, just going to church and being around people who I saw believed. And I was like, okay, you know, still trying to get there with them, but still being with them instead of just secluding and being like, no, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, fool around with it or something. But
0: No, I, I think I, I you know I think there's another thing that you did that I that I want to point out because I, I think that's I think what you did is incredibly important, right? <clears throat> trying to communicate and trying to keep those line that line to God open. The other thing you did was you kept walking. Like uh, in scripture there's all these places where it talks about going through trials or, or journeys and, and one of the illusions or the the analogies that that scripture uses on a regular basis is walking. Uh, Psalm twenty-three is the most famous example. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Uh, the idea is even when you didn't know, you still kept moving. You kept moving in a direction, and part of that is like, all right, God, look, if you're real, if you're gonna, if if you're with me here, if you're leading me here, then I'm gonna trust that you're either going to, uh, you're going to get me on the right path, you're gonna, or you're going to. Uh, Or you're going to confirm me on this path at some point. So I'm going to keep walking until you tell me to stop or you tell me to turn. And that's actually how I decided to become a pastor was that exact way. When I was a sophomore in high school, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So I decided like, God, I'm going to choose something. And if you want me to do something else, I'm just going to trust that you're going to make it known to me. Chose law was like, yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer uh, <laughs> to the surprise of no one who knows me because I love debating and, and, and winning on technicalities, right? But then one night I'm looking at law school prices, and it's not like the heavens parted. I just, like was, I just thought, what am I doing? I'm going, to be a, I'm going to go into ministry. That was literally that was, that was my moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was the moment. But that was the moment I knew God had answered that prayer. He knew he had a different path for me, and he stopped me in my tracks and put me on the right path um and it's been a hard path if anything my life has gotten harder since i've gotten baptized if anything all the worst things that have happened to me happened after i accepted jesus but the best part about dealing with them after i've accepted jesus is that i had jesus with me through them and so um keeping keep moving and and to keep talking those are huge so thank you for sharing your experience absolutely um and luke now you're a pastor right so you obviously dealt with those 4 years Oh, what was what was your secret? What was what was the secret to your success in in wrestling with those
2: doubts? Oh man, I uh, I, I mean honestly, it was just by I was just studying my Bible. I, I mean, just for daily devotions, I I realized that I hadn't spent a lot of time in the Psalms, and so I was gonna I was just gonna journey through the Psalms. And I remember sitting down and reading some Psalms and and be like, man, like David prays in a way that I've never heard prayed before. Like, oh God, why don't you crush the wicked? Like and I'm just like, I would never pray that boldly. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, Careful
0: what you pray for, right? Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Like and and then, you know, there would be some psalms where like, you know, the psalmist would be would be talking about like God, are you there? You know, like where where are you? Like I'm struggling. And then um and then I stumbled, after reading Psalms, I stumbled on the Book of Lamentations. I was waiting for this. That's and, what I was waiting for someone to bring it up. Oh, man. The Book of Lamentations. That book is so deep. If I could do a sermon series on the Book of Lamentations... Uh, well, dude, you're a we, pastor now. We you, might spend you all year. <laughs> you, you could. I, you're right. Yeah, it's within your authority. A, it's coming down the line. Stay tuned. <laughs> org. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Love it. No. So... uh so, yeah, so I stumbled on the book of Lamentations, and th- this just shows you how cool God is because he knows exactly how to, like, dispel your fears into, like, how to really affirm your doubts and give you, like, solid footing because, like, my experience with God had been, God, show me who you are. And then I had found Exodus 34, 6, where God says that he's merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Well, Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations—and you guys didn't realize you walked into a Bible study right now, but <laughs> Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations, he's writing this this letter that is a, a lamenting, a mourning, like, sad letter because Jerusalem has just been destroyed. He's just spent his entire ministry prophesying that if you don't turn from your wicked ways, Jerusalem is going to be destroyed, and now it's destroyed. Like, his biggest fear has happened, mm. and he's praying— in Lamentations, he's writing about his, you know, sadness and things like that. And in chapter three, he completely flips the narrative. After saying, "My my hope in the Lord has perished," like he's literally at, at the at his worst point. And then he says, "But this I recall to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. For great is His faithfulness. Mm. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, and therefore I have hope in Him." So in that moment of darkness and doubt and fear, he places everything on Exodus 34 6 on who God is. Hmm. Right? So he literally took everything he had and took it to God. Yeah. And so when I after I finished the Psalm and after I or the Psalms and after I'd found Lamentations, I was like, okay, like I know now what to do with my doubt or my fear or or anything. And it is I'm going to just take it to God. And I'm just going to just honestly with just blind trust. Just complete mm. blind trust. Now, I know I'm an incredible optimist. You know this, Ryan, very much about me. I just always think that, you know, it, life will never go wrong. Um, but I this was a huge step for me, like even then, because I just was like, okay, I'm just going to fully leave everything on. All right, God, this is who you say you are. I'm just going to leave that with you. Yeah. And I think the craziest story is I had the chance to share that experience with someone who had wandered from their faith who had just asked me to just come over because he had some questions and I, I had no idea where to begin. So I went there and now he's a Christian and wow. now he's involved in his local church. And he, he loves Lamentations chapter three because Jeremiah shows us that you can be so close to God that you're called a prophet and yet still be fearful and still have doubts, mm-hmm. but you have to take them to God. And so when I learned that, I mean, it was, it, it was a game changer.
0: The, uh, the defining verse for me, especially when right after my dad had died uh, I, I was reading through romans eight and romans eight twenty eight is probably the most like confused verse in all the scripture or misused and abused verse in, in one of them in my opinion, <laughs> where it says, you know in all things God works uh for the good of those who love him, right and we use that to say, oh, yeah, so everything happens for a reason. No, no, no. <laughs> that is not true. And I have never been closer to, and I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but I've never been closer to punching someone in the face <laughs> than when they tried to tell me that, yeah, your dad died for a reason. No, that's both. You know what the reason is? We live in a broken world and broken things happen. No, my dad di- did not die for some greater existential reason beyond we're in a broken world, right? Um, but the reason that verse was so defining for me was when I realized it, I was like, no, not the things themselves don't work together for my good, but God works in all things for the good of those who love him. And so I was like, look, God, same, same deal as Lamentations, but I know the steadfast love of God. You know, I know that's true. I know it lasts forever. The same way I said, God, look, I know you're real <laughs> hmm. and I know you're working. So I'm just going to keep moving and, until I see what you're doing. Um, and in some ways, I'm still waiting, and that was eight years ago. Hmm. Uh, but in, it just is what it is, and you have to keep moving forward. Uh, I want to give you guys just uh, one last chance. Any final thoughts on doubt? Anything that you want to leave
2: our listeners with? Great. All right. Oh, I mean, I have one more thing. Oh, okay. Of course, right? Pastors, yeah, always. Always. I get the always. <laughs> no, it's always. terrible. And no, I mean, I just like the the last thing that I have is... I mean, it really just comes down to like even Jesus on the cross. Like, even Jesus on the cross started to doubt, is this all going to work out? Yeah. Mm. Right. And if Jesus could have doubts and still go through with it, like, I certainly can give it my best shot. And so that's pretty much it. Anytime I have a doubt about anything, I just say, okay, Jesus, you can, you can, you can resonate with me on this. Mm. And so you went through it. And so I'm just going to keep pressing.
0: Yeah. That's true. Hey, um, so, thank you guys so much for being on this podcast. Thank you for sharing your journeys as well. Um, it can be difficult to reach into those those portions so of of our lives so thank you for being transparent and for sharing your journey um and and to our listeners The point of this i don't think was for us to give you the answer to your doubts but to let to let you just know it's okay to struggle it's okay to fight. Uh, what matters is that you are struggling and that you are fighting through your doubts um, and If there are any of you that don't have a community to plug into. Uh, don't know what to do. Um, I would encourage you to reach out to Project Refresh. Um, we're happy to plug you in and to uh, to help you figure out uh, how to journey through some of those doubts. And if you didn't know what Project Refresh was and you're listening to Echo, Project Refresh is uh, the bigger project that we are a part of, um, that Echo is operated through. And so reach out to us. You can contact us on theprojectrefresh.org, or you can just email me, ryan180becker at gmail.com, and we're happy to help you uh, on however however we can. I can't promise we'll have the solution, but we'll try our best to dialogue with you and journey. Um, but hey, we want to give a special shout-out and thank you to Southern Adventist University and the College Dale Church for hosting us uh, so that we could record Echo Season 2. And uh, listener, we thank you so much for being on this journey with us, and uh, and and just allowing us to to share our lives and and our journeys with you. So thank you, and we'll see you next week. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.